Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 48 with Ed Dale of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Seth, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. It's 3.35 a.m. here and uh, I'm just on a roll because, yeah, we've got a ton of episodes. I'm just batching them out and, um, yeah, I've got a lot of work that I need to do before I go to the States. I go to the States in a couple of weeks. I'm super, super pumped taking my girlfriend, Emily. We're actually going to see uh, Gary Muller from episode number 21. We're going to take him up on his offer to stay at uh, his top bed and breakfast in the Hamptons. So that's going to be super fun. But yeah, long story short, got a lot of work that I'm trying to jam out so I can uh, have a relaxing holiday. And uh, yeah, that's enough about me. Uh, Now to today's guest. His name is Ed Dale. He's someone that I can call a mentor. And uh, I've learned so, so much from him. And uh, he's pretty much the person that's kind of set me down this path of of creating the magazine, building an online business, and uh, finding my passion. It, honestly, if it really wasn't for Ed Dale, I wouldn't be sitting here and speaking to you right now behind this microphone. And uh, Ed is an extremely successful online entrepreneur. He's a really, really brilliant and smart marketer. And everything he does, I uh, listen to and follow and he's taught me a lot. And uh, I had to invite him on the show because, you know, one thing that I do is 
I try and find people that are doing things that I want to do or have achieved things I want to achieve. And I try and pick their brain and learn from them. You know, Tony Robbins has a famous quote saying, success leaves clues. And, uh, oh, guys, wait until you hear the Tony Robbins interview that's coming in September. You're going to love it. But let's not digress. Um, Success does leave clues, and I believe that you can shadow people, learn from them, and really, really understand how they operate. And we're doing all sorts of things with with Founder. We're building out a back-end system, and uh, you know, Founder's much more than a magazine. We're a media brand, and we've got our front-end products, but we're also building up you know, back-end training products that uh, you guys are asking for. You guys want more than just the magazine, the podcast, and and this other, all, all the content that we're creating. You guys want more handheld stuff, more courses, more how-to stuff. So really, really holding your hand, kind of in-depth stuff um, and solving really specific problems. So that's what I'm working on, guys. I'm, I'm working on many different products right now. And... I don't know about you, but I'd love to do a famous $1 million product launch where you make a $1 million in five days or a $1 million in two days. And how do you do that? Well, first things first, you need a very big email database. And Ed Dow's done multiple $1 million product launches. So I thought, what better chance than to find out what it takes to you know make a $1 million in a couple of days all via online marketing and understand, you know, what, what what better opportunity to understand how it's done from the man himself. So let's just jump in. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do leave us a review for the podcast. It helps more than you can imagine. It drives our rankings up and it helps us get found. So now let's just jump in the show. Let's just start off with, with you know, what, what does it take? Like, can you run us through the concept of, yeah, of a launch sure. and, and just for the audience and then, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got your job. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I'd love to tell you all about million dollar launches and and I suppose demystify is what I really hope to do out of this conversation because it's very possible. And, you know, when people hear internet marketing, in particular, you know, your audience, because you've got a much broader audience of entrepreneurs and people from all sorts of business, you know, the internet marketing space can get tarred with a bit of the, you know, get rich quick and you see all of these sorts of things. So I want to demystify a lot of that as well. But mm-hmm. my background for most of your audience who probably doesn't know me, is training people to create online businesses. And I started uh, 14 years ago, would you believe, and I'm probably best known for The Challenge, which is the thing that we do for free every year. Uh, It was inspired by NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writers Month. And I read about this many years ago, 10 years ago, would you believe? And I remember I was there in the Trump Tower and I was reading this book and I thought, how cool, you know, how to write a novel in 30 days. And it's quite simple in one sense of the word. And actually, this is a moral that we'll come back to is, you know, you write 1,667 words every day for 30 days. And guess what? You've got a 50,000 word first draft. That's what it takes. Now, it's very easy to say, not so easy to do. (laughs) Um, And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could teach people how to start an online business because I'd been very, very lucky. I've been able to sell one of my 
online businesses for $3 million. The next one I sold for $5 million. So I was, I've been extremely blessed in, in that sense. And I was sitting there just after I'd sold my second online business and thought, wouldn't it be cool to see if we could teach people how to start an online business and make their first dollar? Because to me, forget your million-dollar launches. It's all about making that first dollar that I think is so much more important. And at the time, you know, there was lots of people saying, you know, you can make X thousand dollars a month or all these sorts of things. And typically it was all about people saying, buy my course and then I will show you how to sell the course that you've just bought to other people so you can make money. And of course, you're making money for that person the whole time. So it was really a reaction against Mm that. And it started off with 927 people did that first challenge. And now over in the last 10 years, well over 300,000 people have done the challenge, which is really something that I'm very proud of. And over that course in time, I've been privileged to not only see, you know, have a ringside seat to, you know, I'm very fortunate to be friends with the first person to make, you know, that mythical million dollar day uh, was John Reese, who's a, a very dear friend. He has enormous elephantine hands. Uh, if you ever see him, don't uh, don't try stare. But John was the first one to do a million dollars in a day. And it was sort of like a four minute mile for uh, for online businesses. And, and we're talking niche businesses here. We're talking about businesses that are focused on, a you know, uh, Apple and Amazon make a million dollars in turnover every minute. But, well, actually, that's slight exaggeration, although with Apple, not actually that far off the truth. But you see my point, right? We're talking yeah. about these are real business. And this is this is why I think it's particularly relevant for your audience, Nathan, is that, you know, I really want people to understand that these are people who are making, you know, doing really large launches for their products. And I think a launch, and it doesn't matter whether it's a million dollars or it's you know, $6,000, you know, depending on where you're at, a $6,000 launch could be the most awesome thing to ever have happened to you. And that's great. And and I want to go through the elements of what's involved. So I've been very, very, very lucky to have a ringside seat to a whole bunch of them. Jeff Walker, the the godfather of launches, is a, mm. is a dear friend. And I'm in his mastermind with John Reese, uh, which is, which is uh, I don't know how I managed to wangle my way in there, but we're very dear friends. And so I've been fortunate to see what's required. And the first and most important thing that I think everybody has to understand is that it requires an enormous amount of work. You know, for all of the um, – and contribution and service. Work contribution and service to me are the cornerstones of actually having a successful launch. And what I mean by that, Nathan, is that John, for two years prior to his launch – would travel to conferences, he'd jump on anybody's, well, it wasn't podcasts in those days because mm-hmm. they were very rare on the ground, but he would do the equivalent. He would jump on webinars, he would jump on conference calls. Remember those, everybody, where we actually dialed up on the phone to a conference <laughs> line number? You know, we would do all those. Sort of, and he would do, and he would turn up for anything and he would speak, he wouldn't charge for it. And so he built up this enormous you know, bank account of goodwill. And I think the bank account of goodwill is a really, really good metaphor mm. because I think if you're planning on doing a launch, the more deposits you can make in your goodwill 
bank account by, you know, appearing on other people's podcasts, by helping them, by serving them, by doing favors, promoting their stuff, you know, anything that you can do in terms of building up this goodwill bank account towards launch is going to stand you in good stead. Because here's the deal, Nathan, you ready? This is the ultimate secret, right? Everybody pens out. This is the (laughs) ultimate secret for launches. Okay. This is it. This is what it's all about. An online launch is driven by this one thing and one thing only. It's simply the sheer volume of email that you send out. And I can tell you there is a direct correlation between the most successful online launches and the number of emails sent out. So in other words, the biggest launch of all time, and in fact, the I think the amazing.com boys, in turn, and I'm to, again, I'm talking niches here. I'm not talking Beyonce albums. I'm talking niches and, and people with you know online businesses serving very specific markets, right? And it's, it's sheer volume, right? It is volume of email sent is the direct correlation to how much you will make. You want to have a million-dollar launch? Make sure you send well over 3 million emails, you know, and, and it's not you sending 3 million emails. It's you and your partners, your joint venture partners, the people who are helping spread the word during this compressed period of time. Because why do we have launches, right? Why why have launches in the first place? Launches are awesome because if you've got a new product, it has a compressed period of time. And we all know, everybody listening to this, we tend to react to deadlines. You know, I you know, I put up on my all of our offers, right, have mm. deadlines. They have countdown clocks. And honestly, I don't like countdown clocks. It's it's not manipulative. It's it's true. Like when they're over, they're over. You know, don't ever put a countdown clock on something that you have no intention of taking down. That's scammy. I'm not interested in that, mm. right? But the facts are people react to deadlines. And look at, you know, Apple. You know, they've just announced that they're going to sell Apple Watches in the stores for the first time on the 26th of April, or Friday, 26th of April. You watch what happens, right? Yeah. There's going to be lines. There's going to be people everywhere. And that's just the way it works. And when there's a new iPhone launch or, you know, people react to deadlines. Because if you think about it, and this is what everybody has to understand, all right, your customer, the people, and even if they genuinely really love you, right? I'm not just talking, I'm talking about fans, not just customers. Even though your fans think you're awesome and really love reading and watching and listening to everything that you do, the reality is you are one of how many multiple thousands of grabs for their attention that they're hitting every single day. Your brain is in desperate triage mode, right? Every single moment it is trying to save you from this deluge. We're just not, as human beings, genetically bred to sort of accept the amount of messages that we are receiving every single day. And so with that, a launch means that there's a deadline. So if we don't have to make a decision or a choice about something, we will put it off. Because what we know now, the science of willpower, which has advanced so much in the last two years, fascinating topic, but a completely different uh, discussion. But the the relevant Mm -hmm. point here for launches is that every decision you make during the day, let's talk about bank accounts, you have a willpower bank account too. And every single decision you make, and I don't care whether it's buying this product, which is what we're interested in, or it's what am I going to wear today? Or should I take this route or this path to work? 
Every single one of those is a decision, and we know for a fact it makes a withdrawal from your willpower bank account. And your brain's very, very aware of this. And because it's aware of this, anytime it doesn't have to make a decision, it says, oh, I'm going to save that. That's uh, that's a little bit of energy, literally, that I don't have to expend right now. And the brain expends more energy than anything else. So this is why we have the deadline nature of launches is such an important part of what we do. And if we look at the the sales curve of the launch, when you first open the shopping cart, as we say in the trade, so when you first have your, you know, people can actually online drop down their credit card, Mm -hmm. you have a burst. But the vast majority of sales will be whenever, what we call the last 24 hours before your cart closes, before you stop taking orders for that particular launch. And so there's that psychology of that. So that's a very broad overview view, I suppose, Nathan, of the fact that launches are a, um, a combination of factors of A, how much contribution and service you put into your market in the period leading up to the launch. You know, the worst thing you can do for a JV partner is the first contact they've had from you in two years is, hey, I've got a launch coming next week, please email, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's not going to happen, right? It's not going to. So a launch, the longer you can prepare for a launch, and by, by that I mean putting in the effort, serving your market, being an influencer, being a contributor in that market is so key because then, because what we what would you know about the success of the launch? It is directly and incontrovertibly related to the amount of email that's sent during that launch process. And I don't mean you send all million or three million emails in one day. It could be over the entire sequence of a launch process. And we might want to go into the, the sequence of that as well, Nathan. But oh, that to me, that, that gives you the, the overview. Mm, yeah, look, I, I was scribbling like crazy. There's so many notes I'm taking here and, and I'm a little bit selfish because like, as, as we mentioned, you know, I, I have a launch about to come up and uh, I'm nowhere near getting to that million dollar, but you know, that is, that is a goal for me one day. And, uh, mm. you know, I just wanted to pick your brain. So I'm a little bit selfish on this one. So I'm just going to no, yeah. And the goal, you know, if you want to have a million dollar launch, you know, have, you know, have a plan to have many millions of emails sent. And keep in mind, as I said, you know, for just to give to put this into context for people because they're thinking millions of emails, what are we talking about? Well, you may have a list of 30,000 people. And, and now typically a launch, the actual launch itself happens over a two to three week period where we have what we call the pre-launch period yep. where we're, again, massive contribution to the market. So we're, we're educating people, we're providing incredible value on the topic of what we're eventually going to launch. And then there's the open car period. So that could be over three weeks. So if a JV partner will typically send you know, six to 10 emails over the course of that two to three week period supporting your product. The most successful JV partners who will make the most out of being a JV partner, where you typically compensate them for that, will send six to 10 emails over the course of that period. So all of a sudden, somebody with a 30,000 list has just contributed 300,000 emails to that pot. Do you see how that works? Mm. So it, it's cumulative. So it doesn't mean that you expect all, all that email happening on one day, but over the course of time. So that's why you know you can get a lot of email going for people with small lists as long as people understand that there's real value. And it's so important now 
because of the launch process. And again, a lot of people will be dealing with markets where, you know, I can just, you know, hear them thinking, oh, well, that's all right for internet marketing, but I'm in a hipster market who's abhors marketing. <laughs> and I, I get that. And I work in a lot of inverted commas hipster markets that abhor marketing. Launches work just as well, if not better, in those markets. Yeah, because people aren't used to it. They're not used to it. And more importantly, it's all a launch is about providing incredible value. That's what a launch is all about. It's not about, you know, people think, oh, I want to make a million dollars. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, that's your, that's your thing. But, you know, do you want to make a million dollars? Provide $10 million worth of value to your market. That's how you do it. Right. You've got to have a product, which is, you know, my mentor, Gary Halbert, used to say to me, it doesn't matter what your sales process, doesn't matter what your launch is. If your offer is fantastic and provides enormous value, true, legitimate value to people, then you're going to do great. You know, you're going to do fine. So, you know, it's very important when you're looking at the launch process. And by the way, for people who want a great, not my book, I wish, but uh, Jeff Walker wrote the book Launch. On launches, right? He's the guy who really, you know, masterminded this whole online approach to launches. And he's got a book out, which you can get at all good and bad bookstores called Launch. I would seriously suggest, um, if you're interested in this, having a read of exactly that. And he'll outline the process in a lot more detail than I can here. Mm, but it's a great book. I want to ram home these points, though, of that the launch process is one of giving extraordinary value. And, you know, people say, well, hang on a second, Ed, I want them to buy my product. If I give extraordinary value in the launch, they won't want to buy my product. No, it's completely the opposite. And again, this is something that Gary Halbert taught me. The more you give, the more detail you give, the more value you deliver during the launch process, and this goes for anything in general, the more sales you will have, right? You cannot reveal enough stuff in your pre-launch. You know, put your best strategy out there and people go, are you crazy? No, I'm not because you've got to look at what value you're providing after launch, maybe providing support, maybe, you know, and this is where, you know, product offering becomes part of the launch design process because it's one thing, and we all know this, right? It's one thing to know the information. It's another thing entirely to implement it. You know, are you providing support? Are you providing forums? Are you providing a community to off the back of the launch? Who knows what those things are? But in providing a whole lot of value, you can't do enough for people. You can't contribute enough. You can't serve enough. Because the more you serve, the more you contribute, the better off any launch you do will because you will have just had that goodwill bank account, you know, you'll have had lots and lots of deposits because when you run a launch, make no mistake, it's a withdrawal from the goodwill bank account. Now, that's fine if you've developed lots of, you know, you've put lots of savings away for the launch. That's great. But <laughs> understand that it's a withdrawal. So you need to make sure that, you you know, you are well and well in credit because we all know what happens if you rock up to the bank and you try to take out $100 and you've got nothing in your account. Right. And that's, I've got to say, that that metaphor there is what a lot of people do when they do launches. It's mm. like, hey, I want to do a launch. I've got an awesome product here, mail for me. It's going to be brilliant. Why do I even need to explain why that's the case? And they mm. let you know, you know, two weeks before it happens. You know, you look at the best people who do the, the best launches, they're letting people know well ahead of time what's going on. And 
before they've even let people know about the launch, they've made sure they've been serving and helping out and contributing, you know, wherever they can. You know, the first communicate if you've lost, if the first communication you're having with somebody is, hey, I've got a launch coming up and I'd really love your support. That is dud, right? That is really, really bad. The first communication should be where it's all about you helping them. And you're very good at this, Nathan. You, we, in a um, recent interview you did with me when the tables were turned, you pointed out that one of the keys to getting incredible interview subjects like you do, you're the master at this, is about asking yourself, right, how can I serve these people? How can I help these people? Same deal here. It's mm. it's incredible, and that that's why you know. Hopefully, the uh, hipster entrepreneurs listening to this shouldn't feel dirty <laughs> about marketing and internet marketing because the most successful, best internet, not the scammy stuff. You can't do scammy stuff anymore. You're dead in social media. You may get away with it once, but then you'll be screwed in social media forever. It's very mm. short term. Twenty years ago, you could get away with it. Even ten years ago, you might be able to get away with it, but you can't get away with it anymore. Your social media profile will be destroyed. You yeah, can't right. do. You can't afford to do scammy stuff. It's stupid. But there's still like you know, like the poor old used car salesman, right? There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a stink and a stain, which doesn't. It's not deserved, but hey, that's the way it is. Because the best internet marketers, the most successful internet marketers know it's all about providing extraordinary value, both in the offering, in the launch process, the first communications that you're having with people in your market. You know, if you're targeting the influencers in your market, the people who have got the list, and you should be a little bit calculated about this. You know, this is where the, you know, the science of this comes in. Mm. You should absolutely know who are the top 20 influencers in your market. You should know those, right? And you should understand who's got those lists and you should be following them on Twitter and you should be on their Facebook page and you should be ready at the drop of a hat because there's always opportunities to serve. There's always opportunities to help. And it may be a silly thing, right? I remember one opening that I got with somebody that I was trying to um, you know, want. You know, they were a key influencer in the market. And uh, they were basically looking for restaurant uh, suggestions in Melbourne, right? They were traveling through Melbourne. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, you've got to try this place. And they did. And that was the connection. And I was able to mention that Later on, and they remembered that it was me that gave that recommendation. Boom. Right? Mm. That's what I'm talking about. It doesn't necessarily mean to be. You might notice that they're a, you know, I don't know, a guitar fanatic. And, you know, you might see an article or something that's really interesting on guitars or something. And you say, hey, have you seen this? You know, even if you get no response, and by the way, nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, you won't get a response because they're busy people. There's a reason they're influencers in their market. It's because they're serving their market all Mm. the time, right? They're not here for you. They're here for their market just as you are for them. But they do remember, like they appreciate it and they do understand. And don't worry, psychologically, you know, these people who say, oh, I don't look at my at replies and oh, what a load of trot. You know, everybody looks at their <laughs> at replies. Of course you do. Everybody ego searches. You know you do. You're all listening to you. Don't even try to tell me you don't because you do. Right. And if you don't, your mother does. And she <laughs> she sends stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you know, when they started, there was a raft of those ads before Google cracked down of is Ed Dale a scam artist? Right. And my mother would see these on Google because mm. she Googles me. And then I get a phone call. Oh, what's 
what's this all about? And I was like, oh, it's just somebody advertising, man. What can you do? You know, and um, all anyway. But point being is people notice and you do, you build up points. And, you know, if you, like I say, the metaphor of the bank account is a great one. You want to make sure that the first contact you have when you're asking somebody for something is way, 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 way after the contact where you've been helping them out with different things. And if they've got a book, maybe you can interview them and promote their book. Maybe if they're if they're doing a launch, get in touch with them and say, hey, look, how can I help, you know, send out stuff to my list with no expectation. If you're doing this, by the way, this is a great point. If you're doing this for the sole reason, for the sole expectation that you're expecting reciprocity when it comes time for you to have your launch, then you're doing this with the wrong intent and you'll find yourself in all sorts of problems, mm. right? You can't think that way. You've got to do it because you're being cool in your marketplace, right? This is the marketplace you've chosen. This is the market. This is the niche that you are in. It's much better to be the cool guy or girl in that market than being the asshole in that market, right? So mm. just be cool. Do cool things for your audience. Do cool things for your colleagues in the market. You know, people, I remember when we were IPOing the company, there was a big section which should be in every document, right, which is about who are the competitors in your marketplace. And I was saying, what What are you talking about, competitors in the marketplace? There are no competitors. Of course there are competitors in your marketplace. I say, no, the people who are selling in my marketplace, they're not competitors, they're partners. They're potential <laughs> That's right. joint partners. You know, if they don't buy my stuff, maybe they'll buy their stuff. You know, and, and by the way, you know, I completely acknowledge that there are a hell of a lot of markets on the planet where they're not as enlightened as mine. And that's just the case, right? That's just the way it happens. But, you know, this is a really, really, you know, I think, you know, if you're in it for the right reasons, hopefully you're in your market because you love it, you're passionate about it, you want to do amazing things in that marketplace. And the way you things is by helping people out in your marketplace. That's that's the only thing that moves the needle. So focus on that and then the launch stuff becomes so much easier. Mm. So what I'm hearing is is you're you're a big fan of affiliate stuff. So you believe that you have to do it with affiliates. Yeah, look, you no, no, that's not right actually. I'm glad you picked me up on that. No, it's not only that. It's also you can do a launch, and we do this all the time. We call them, you know, the the trade term is what we call an internal launch. Ah. And you launch something to your own list, and all you do is list. And, in fact, that is incredibly good practice for, like, you do not want to be testing your launch sequence with somebody else's traffic. That's, yeah, that's cool. so true. Like, that's something and, that I was thinking to myself, like, you know, people are asking me, oh, do you have, do you have an affiliate for this Instagram course that's coming and stuff like that? And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, well, I want to get my sequences, what works, what are the buying triggers, what are the benefits that people want to see, what are the objections and, and work out the best way to promote the course before, for myself, before I even hand it over to you. Yeah, exactly right. And that is absolutely key. And you know, it's something that, you know, if you run through this whole, and we, we do this basically every single time. And it's also a chance, by the way, to reward 
your audience because part of the the cool stuff about a launch is you know making a really great offer for people and you can mm-hmm. offer you know your tribe members your fans first crack at something and do it at a really you know and you know okay discounts I'm not a big fan of price discounts because I think it should be all about increasing value but maybe you do have a special price for your tribe members and so they see that when it goes out to the broader market that you know it's it's something that they got as a special deal and so so definitely and of course the other great thing you can do then is you can then go to the market and say well I've run because there's a lot of science in this now and you know people may or may not have heard the term earnings per click but say in a hyper competitive space like internet marketing one of the first questions you're going to get from an affiliate or a JV manager is What's your EPC? What's your earnings per click? And what that means is for every person that clicks on your link in the email that they send out, how much money are they going to earn? Mm. Right? That's a calculation that, that people expect you to know. And that can be, you know, in the internet marketing world, that can be anywhere from a couple of dollars to $14, $15, $16 per click that people earn. That's so crazy. you need to know those numbers and they are what they are, but at least you've tested them. And, you know, another thing, and this is a great tip too, is use Facebook advertising to target your audience. Here's a great strategy before you go to your full on launch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if people are aware, but you're able to upload your email list into Facebook. Now, don't worry. They, what they call is they hash the the email so you're not like giving facebook the actual emails themselves right they don't store those but what they do is they match those emails with people on facebook so then what you can do nathan is you can then create what's called a lookalike audience so they take mm. that entire mass of data and they say based on all the profiles of the people who are in your tribe here are people on facebook that are similar and guess what You advertise to that group so you're not going to your existing customers because we want to see how does your funnel work with what we call, again, the industry term, cold traffic, people who don't have a relationship with you because the numbers will be very different. And that makes sense, right? If I've developed a relationship with my tribe over time, when I say something is cool, I hope my word is worth something. (laughs) And they say, and it's got to be, right? Otherwise, they won't be part of you know my tribe for much longer you can burn that trust incredibly quickly in this day and age but the thing i think you know you can run then a facebook campaign to test cold traffic and so you can say to people when it comes time to doing your launch look here's how i tested it on my traffic this was the earnings per click i then tried it on a look like facebook campaign and here's the cold traffic earnings per click which tends to will be a lot less, but still, and that then gives people some sort of quantification of what they can expect. And that's the cool part of an online business, right? There's this, what does Dan Kennedy say? He calls it um, psychology plus mathematics, right? That's, that's what we do. And I think it's a great description. And that's the mathematics of this. There's one of the great things about having an online business is there's no need to guess, right? Mm. There's always ways of finding things out and often very cheaply too. You know, what I just described 
is you're not talking a thousands and thousands of dollars exercise. It may be a couple of hundred dollars. And by the way, hopefully you're selling your product and you're covering your costs. It may work out that after the launch, you can have now an ever what we call an evergreen sequence, which means a launch that goes all the time to new traffic. You can create what's an evergreen launch so that it just happens in a role. So you take people through a particular funnel every single time. So there's plenty of options like that that people can do, Nathan. Yeah, no, look, this is this is great stuff. You're really bringing the absolute best stuff, Ed. So thank you. Um, I want to keep... I want to keep having you. I've got a few more questions now, and this is totally selfless for me. When like we launch our, our like I want to build out a, like a, a few different products because I've identified some more needs that our community needs, um, that our community is asking for. So my question to you is like, I know like you don't offer your products on, on your website and you add in mm-hmm. that scarcity, that deadline. You know, I, I actually want to offer our products on our website, but I want to do launches too. Now, is yep. that like what's your thoughts on that? What's your take on that? Oh, because look, it's, look yeah. it's, it, that's absolutely legitimate. I mean, and that's let's face it, that's what a record launch is like. I remember records, folks. <laughs> I'm giving away my age there. Yeah, that's what you know. Where you know Beyonce doesn't have a huge launch on iTunes of her surprise record, mm. and then take it off. You know, and have it no longer available. Right? <laughs> That's it's, right. It's, it's you know, a launch can be a fantastic way for a new product to hit the market, and then it becomes available, and you can of course do that. And that's something you should do. You know, the, actually, the great opportunity for me to say something about launches. Yep, launches can be like heroin for a business. You know, the first hit's awesome, but then it kills you. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> And I've seen this again and again and again because it's incredibly addictive. You know, all of a sudden, you know, more money. And I don't care whether you're a tiny, tiny little niche or a massive niche. You know, you have that launch and you have that massive infusion of money. You think this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And just want to continue doing launches, right? Yeah. How good is it? Launch space, like I said, it's heroin, right? The first hit's awesome. And then if you rely on it, you'll die, right? Mm. Because... Your market has a capacity to absorb only so many launches mm. and your JV partners will naturally, you know, they might be very enthusiastic for the first one <laughs> and so, and maybe they did well and they're really enthusiastic for the second one. But if you come back for number three and number four and number five, particularly, you know, and I know some people who tried to do it every three months, right? you're just not going to get people mailing. You're going to see that dramatic drop-off in mail, which, of course, means dramatic drop-off in response. Mm. So a real business is about having products that are available at all times or actually rephrase a real online business. To me, John, job one in an online business is this, is yep. build a list, right? Is continuously yep. build your list. If you're not finding people who are fans and you convert them into true fans, people who want to buy stuff from you, that's job one, right? Yep. And then, you know, if you've got in those funnels that you provide people where you've got awesome products and services that will really help them in their chosen endeavor or solve a real problem for them, that's a business to me, right? That's Mm. what we're talking about. And that is something you must do every day of the year, in my view, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's your job. And if you rely on launches, you know, launches are special events and they're special events because they're special and they're rare, right? You know, relying on a launch all the time, as I say, is a is a great way to maybe have a good year, but then you'll blow up. Because what will have happened? You'll have all that goodwill bank account that you had. You will have 
made massive withdrawals for each launch and you'll soon be in the negative and you just won't be able to get the volume of mail that you need to do. You know, you need to be serving your market at all times. You know, one of the great questions you can ask yourself is, what have I done that's really cool for my market this week? Mm, yeah, for that's no money. a great one. For no money. It's just what cool thing have I released to my market this week that's going to help them be awesome and, you know, how have I been awesome to my market this week? You know, and that's such a cool question because if you can't, if the answer is you've done nothing for them this week, that's a problem. And if you answer too many weeks in a row and then the only communications you're making to your markets are buy my stuff, whew, that's a problem. You know, that's that's a relationship that's not going to last. So you need to think, how have I contributed? How have I been awesome? How have I been cool? Like, you know, and it could be, did you release a podcast this week? That's a cool thing. You know, they didn't have to pay for it. I released a couple of really cool videos on my YouTube channel this week. Really awesome content. Might be featuring somebody with initials NC. (laughs) Um, Really, really like a couple of incredible techniques on getting interviews and, and, and using Instagram to get leads. And that I can hand on heart as it's, uh, we're recording this on a, a Friday, I can say, you know what? I've released some really cool shit to my market this week. Job mm. done. Right. And that's, I think that's everybody listening to this, whether you're a dirty internet marketer or a hip <laughs> who just thinks the word sales and selling is, you know, they break out in hives and their beard starts to drop out. That is what you have to, you know, you have to understand because you can't survive in this market. You know, if you want to be in your market over the long term and if you look at any key influencer, the reason they're influencers is because they're continually doing cool stuff for their market. That's the trick, right? Content times consistency is how you become an influencer in your market. And the more that you become an influencer in the market, the easier it is for when you pick up the phone to speak to somebody, it's much easier to speak to somebody. Oh, oh, huge tip. Yep. I'm so glad I ramble on. This is worth that last five-minute ramble. The best possible thing that you can do is, A, hang out with your influencers in the real world, speak to them on the phone, text them, you know, have that time of, you know, having a relationship with the other influencers that has nothing to do with the business itself. Every, I bet everybody listening to this event has, has known this feeling. You get this feeling where you've sort of been like, a, you know, you're a, a targeted animal that's being stalked, you know, <laughs> and you have that, like, you see these people at trade shows and maybe it's a networking breakfast event or something and they pump up to you and, you know, they, you you just, they have this smell. They give off this vibe (laughs) of you are, you know, a bit of prey in their sites and their whole goal is to get, you know, their email so they can transact business with you. Mm. You know, if I look at all the best relationships with influencers I have, we're friends first. Mm. Yeah, we text incredibly childish and insanely rude pictures to each other. (laughs) You know, we are, you know, we we have a laugh. We, you know, we send videos. You know, I just sent, uh, and if people haven't seen that uh, Kung Fu short movie that is going around that's a takeoff of all the 80s Kung Fu movies, you know, as soon as I saw that, I thought, wow, I know some guys are really, really going to want to see this. Mm. That's important. You, know, you want to be friends with the people in your marketplace. And and that, God, I don't want to call it clinical networking because it, that's the wrong, you know, if, you, if you're doing it from a networking perspective, to me, you've lost before you've won, you know, mm. you've begun. It shouldn't um, feel like a strategy. No, exactly right. 
you genuinely want to hang out, be curious, be interested. How can I help? How can I serve? That's the way you've got to be. And if you do that, everything else falls into place, in my view. Yeah, no, this is this is awesome. Just a question around, like, because I'm sure a lot of people would think this. They might think, like, oh, this person's my competitor or, yeah, they are an influencer in my space. Why would I want to hang out with them? Why would I want to give them my business? Do you have any thoughts or comments on that? Yeah, you're a tool. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, it's su- such short-term thinking. When there was a scarce market in the old days where there were only very limited channels to reach people, you know, radio, TV, newspaper, then maybe competition was was a, a thing. In this day and age, it's insane. What, you don't think people know about other people in your marketplace? You know, there's this thing, I don't know, uh, you may have heard of it, the internet. Right. If people are interested in, if they think about somebody, think about the last time you got really excited about a niche. Did you go to the bookstore? Ha, remember those? Did you like, and you just, like, if you were interested in golf, for example, and I remember when I got into golf, did you just go buy that one book on golf, walk, you know, for, for the next 12 months, intently practice every technique in that book to, you know, improve your game and, and get and break 80? No, you went and you bought 15 different books, a bunch of different magazines, probably bought a whole bunch of equipment before you even started. That's what an enthusiastic beginner does in a marketplace. So if you think people don't know about your competition, and if you think that your stuff is so weak that people are going to want to buy off a competitor because you've let them know, then get out, get out of business now. You're not going to survive. It's 2015. You know, it's not 1870. You know, people will know about your inverted commas competitors. So it's just dumb, stupid, and insane. Does that mean that there aren't small-minded people in your business that will give you the short, short shrift and won't talk to you and blah, blah, blah? Of course. Of course there will be. You know, not everybody is as Zen and Buddhist as I am. <laughs> and I'm being – if you could see the air quotes and the sarcasm in my face right now – you could you you should really see that, uh, but it's true. You know, it's just nuts, right? It's this is the connected economy, right? People know people; they know all the people who are in the market. And guess what? People are so connected now; they can deal with more than one person in their marketplace. It's just stupid stuff, you know, to even think. And, and you know where the best? Let me give you let me give you the example of this, where I see this playing out the best. You know, I am fascinated right now about the YouTubers, right, the professional YouTubers. These are people who are making, you know, really good money, five, six figures, just doing their YouTube channel. And if you dig in and look at how they do things and how they all started, guess what? They were all appearing on each other's channels. Yeah, that's so true. And by the way, you see this in podcasts as well, right? that's right. It's the same thing. And it's that network account. And by those connections, everybody's network gets boosted. And, you know, the ones who do it best, it's not about whether, oh, your audience is only, you know, 3,000 and mine's 300,000. I'm not going to – that's not their thought process. Their thought process is how can I serve? You know, if I go on a – you know, I don't care about how many people are listening or not listening to a podcast or a – YouTube stream or whatever. I do. It's not about that. If if I can reach one person, you know, this is sort of a great way to um, start to wind up on. Here's the deal. You know, that fabulous Anderson article, you know, 1,000 True Fans, 
people really have to understand this. You know, if you can have a thousand people in your marketplace that are prepared to spend one day's wage, which in most Western countries equates to about a hundred dollars. Okay, and and I ask all of you just before you think that's unrealistic, think about your favorite hobby or whatever it is right now, and then ask yourself this question: Have you spent more than a hundred dollars on that hobby this year? And I, when I ask that at a when I'm speaking live, people just start giggling and laughing because, of course, you have. Of course, you have. Right? I've spent more, you know, I've spent $100 on apps in the last week. You know, it's just, you know, please. But here's this thing, right? A thousand people on the planet, a thousand people who are prepared to spend $100 with you in, over the course of an entire year, guess what? You've got a $100,000 business. And Bless the online business world. You know, your margins are quite excellent. So, you know, you're, if, let's say being generous, they're 30% margins. That's $70,000. And that is enough for you to work full time. Hey, we're not talking lifestyles of the rich and famous and boats and fancy cars and all that sort of thing. To me, what's far more exciting is that you get to spend a full time just like you did, Nathan, you've t- you've undergone this journey and it's been wonderful to watch. Mm, you know, thank you. To get to the point where you can work full time in what you love doing. That's the goal here. That's that For me, that's my mission, right? Be able to do the thing and make sure, you know, your kids can go to the right school. You can go out to dinner wherever you want to go out to dinner. You can travel, right? You can do these things. You can operate a business wherever you happen to be. Flexibility, that's what it's all about to me. And, you know, when people start hitting me with this scarcity stuff of, oh, I'm worried about competition. Oh, I don't want to – well, why will they speak to me? I just keep thinking, you require a 1,000 people. A thousand people. And then I mentioned piano stool restoration because one of my favorite uh, mag casts is a mag cast that is on piano stool restoration. Yes, you heard me right. Piano stool restoration. It's a thing. People get piano stools and restore them and they make all sorts of crazy things out of them. Aquariums, pot stands. It's crazy, right? That's a thing. And there are over a thousand people on the planet who are into piano stool restoration. So if there are people into piano stool restoration, folks, there are people going to be into what you're doing. And that's what's exciting. That's what makes online business. That's what gets me up in the morning. I hope it's what gets everybody listening to this up in the morning because that is what's so awesome about this. And launches are a great tool in that arsenal to be able to, you know, because you've got that list. You know, here's another thing, and this is, again, for the hipsters, just because they're going, oh, the launches, oh, terrible. <laughs> well, what the hell is Kickstarter? What is it? Yeah, that's a great one. It is a launch. That's pure and simple. It's a trendy, hippie launch. It, you've got a 30-day deadline. You're emailing to people. You're providing as much content as you can through the videos and communicating with backers and all this sort of thing through a fixed period of time. Guess what, folks? Guess what, hipsters? That's a launch. That's exactly a launch. And I, I love that. What an amazing thing. People will actually fund you before you've even created the product. That's validation right there. Exactly. And if the Kickstarter doesn't work, guess what? Well, you don't go ahead and do the product and nobody's heard. But again, what's a successful Kickstarter? It's a launch. So what's a successful launch? It's the number of people who find out how many communications can you send about that launch. Mm. Same deal. You know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, crowdfunding in general is just another fancy hipster word for a launch. Love it. 
Look, Ed, I know we've got to wrap up in a couple of minutes. I've got two last questions, and then the last question is best place to find you. First one is affiliate commissions. How do you work out what to give? One of the things is to do your research and what's common in the marketplace. Typically for a digital product, most people give 50%, you know, half-half. You split it down the middle. For things that require a lot of service after the event – you know, so it requires a lot of your time or energy or support. It, that may drop down to, say, like a 30%. And for people who are doing on very, very small items where they, they may be selling a book or something small for lead generation purposes, they may go up to 70 75% because that launch is all about building a list of buyers, right? Because we all know the science that, you know, a person who buys something for, from you is, you know, incredibly more likely to buy something else from you. So buyers are incredibly valuable. So that's why people are prepared to give away the vast majority of what they're making to build a list of buyers. So that's another thing. So that very, very rough rules of thumb. But my best advice is, guess what? You don't need to guess. Have a look at what's going on in your market. Your people are all too happy. You know, if you want to promote their product for them, don't worry, they'll return your calls. And, (laughs) you know, they'll show you what their JV percentages are. Start understanding what's going on there. Signing up to be other people's JVs is a great way to just do that research. Awesome. And Two more questions. One, how do you work out how to price the digital product? Same kind of thing, just knowing your market and what else is out there in the marketplace? Or, Yeah, totally. As a, as a first rule of thumb, have a look at what else is out there. Ultimately, as you get a feel for the marketplace, and I hope, you know, the calculation should be, and you're not always, of course, can do this in a in a financial perspective, but, you know, that calculation should be, 10 times the value. So if I'm asking people to buy something for $197, are they getting $1,997 worth of value? And you can look at that, you know, so you look at, you know, what you're doing for for example. I could easily see for that Instagram course that you're doing, you know, I think you were charging $197, weren't you? Well, how much was it? Oh, we launched it for 100 uh, yeah, $97 and then this I mean, time $97 we launched it for 497. Oh, thank goodness, because, right, if you ask me, would I get $4,997 of value out of that course? Are you kidding me? You know, of course you are, right? So that's the sort of thing that you need to have a look at. So ultimately, you will look on value that you provide, and so you're providing, you know, 10x value. But in the initial circumstances, often you're going to be good at have a look at equivalent products, you know, do your research in your marketplace, no excuse. It's all there. It's all online. You heard this thing called the internet. Yeah, you know, it's all there. So do your research and figure out what's there and, and place it, you know, and and charge accordingly. And start from there and, you know, experiment. You know, ultimately it comes down to testing and seeing. But if you use that value equation that I just gave you, that can be a really good way to Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you can do that in cake decorating, for goodness sake. You know, you can say, you know, if I'm charging $97 for this, I don't know, 100 cupcakes, are you bringing $970 of value? And maybe the question is, no, I'm not really. You know, people aren't going to make cupcakes to the tune of $970. So maybe that's too much. But that's, a, I think it's still, a, it's a good way of looking at things. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Last question. Um, this was an amazing interview. You've provided so much value. Where's the best place people can find you if they want to join your tribe, find more of your work, hear more of your epic advice and gold? And 
eddale.co is my blog, eddale.co, and you can find most things off of that. But I will highlight I'm on Twitter and I love getting feedback from people on Twitter. I do look at my at replies and that's at ed underscore dale. Yes, I'm sorry about the underscore greatest mistake of my life but anyway there you go and the other thing i'll point out because we're doing a lot of really cool stuff with it is my youtube channel so if you just go onto youtube and do a search for ed dale you'll see my uh, youtube channel subscribe to that and we're often putting up some really cool stuff in fact if you go there after you listen to this interview you might indeed find a couple of really cool videos about this with this guy called nathan chan who drops some amazing gold uh for some really cool techniques so you might want to do that Awesome. Well, thank you, Ed. Thank you so much for your time and, and taking your, your day to speak to me. Uh, no worries. Hour. It's been awesome. My pleasure. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in-depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.